Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you for downloading and checking us out this week. I want to know what's going on in in uh, in uh, Booster City, Kevin. Booster City, can't you see? Oh wait, no wait. Yeah, you guys have uh, Doc on Critical Hit. Booster. <laughs> Way ahead. No credits. No no reward this time. You, you shouldn't Miss have your lost you. You're, you're fined. Anyway, you have docked in Booster City on the planet of Akaton after successfully completing your race, but you still have not figured out the mystery. You're digging in. You're looking for the trash wyverns that are your friends. That is basically where we got last time. On Critical Hit. Critical On hit. Critical Hit. Critical hit. <laughs> and so, uh, you have the coordinates of Muckrakers. Uh, evidently, the local office that you can go to contact uh, for Society Debt Collection, Inc., um, which has uh, seized um, your your friends, or some of your friends, the Trash Wyverns, uh, a, a group of Yosoki youth that some of you are familiar with, um, and you were seeking their, uh, their contacts and information on maybe helping you with the suspicious data pad that's way too clean and perfect uh, that Rain gave you, which is the official synopsis of what happened to Team Elysium when they were supposedly, uh, you know, killed off in an accident uh, three years ago during Drifters. Man, the closer we get to Muckrakers, the more nervous Bob becomes because he's dealt with uh, indentured servitude type uh, situations before. Yeah. No, I mean, you guys are, are so some of you are new to Booster City, some of you aren't. Um, I would say Vangi and Hacubino, you've been here before for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Skritic, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say probably not this particular location. Not this one? Okay, cool. So, Vanky and Hecubino kind of know your way around. Uh, everybody else, this is this is new to you. Um, but crowds uh, just pack these these small, twisting, narrow streets. Um, they're, they're predominantly Yosoki and Hilki. Uh, Hilki are, like, basically just red-skinned. Uh, humans like they have this deep red that is uh, evocative of the um, color of Akaton, actually. Uh, the, and the belt gang. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, most people are Yosoki or Hilki, but there are also several large uh, four-armed uh, showpods who are who are much bigger than than uh, a human, for instance, and uh, there are also uh, some diminutive floating brains that you recognize as contemplatives. Um, Plus, there are just tons of other aliens looking to score some scrap, or cheap labor, or, in all likelihood, some black market supplies. Um, You see flickering neon signs advertising intoxicant lounges, uh, VR suites that are cleaned daily, Mm-hmm. Uh, ew. Gross. <laughs> uh, weapon and armor surplus depots and intergalactic brothels and the like. Uh, you can also see as you're walking through the streets some signs that are clearly posted by hand um, for things like missing people or bounty notices 
or day laborer meetups. And uh, yeah, so you you twist through the, this this web of things. You have to sometimes go upstairs and kind of go up cliffs because keep in mind, you know, this is all built on the side of a crater. Um, so you know, you're you are moving in three dimensions sometimes throughout this. And there's like electrical wires going through, and there's drones zipping by, uh, and people kind of jostle you on the street and don't think anything of it. Okay. But you have your directions to go to Muckrakers. Do you guys do anything on your way? I'll take a look at like some of those impromptu signs for like, you know, just in case uh, there's anything surprising on them in terms of bounties or uh, our missing people or anything else that calls out. Well, so you notice a lot of the bounties are basically community bounty boards that have been set up by like local like neighborhood watches basically hmm. are there particular like you know like what are the bounties for or i mean a lot of them are so there, there's a lot of extortion slash burglary gangs around mm-hmm. here and um and so neighborhood watches have tried to stop that um and you know it, there's you know sometimes it veers off into it's like okay this person's just clearly trying to stop like a predatory gang from from you know extorting them whereas this person's clearly starting to start a like union and rise up against their industrial oppressors uh and that's just a totally different world altogether so Hmm, neat um, as you go, uh, what are your um, passive uh, perceptions? So what I mean by that is, let's say you rolled a 10 on your perception. What would it be? Uh, 15. 21. Okay. Very good. 17. Uh, 10. Uh, 20 <laughs> for me. I missed, uh, missed Hecubinos and Quentins. Hecubino? Uh, 20. Great. Quentin? 17. Okay, cool. Uh, so, um, a few of you can spot some, uh, would-be pickpockets, um, that are looking to, to, you know, either literally steal from you, like, take things off your person, or just, like, walk nearby you with one of those, like, you know, decrypting magnetizer uh, appliances that will try to rob your credit sticks blind if uh, if they're not properly secured. Um, so we'll say that uh, Skritic and Hecubino, you guys just have them cold. And um, Quentin, you had a 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also notice. Yes. Pay attention to your credit sticks, everyone. Um. I'll brandish my survival knife and make some pointed eye contact at several individuals. So, Skritic, I imagine, like, you make shady eye contact with other shady eye contact type people, and it's just like, uh, you know, I'm looking at you, I've got my, like, my fingers are my eyes, my fingers are your eyes, I see you, nothing's happening. And they're like, (laughs) yeah, I see you too. You're good for now. And they stalk off. Uh, Quentin, you inform everyone that, uh, you know, to, to keep hold of their credit sticks and maybe you float a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, if anyone looks know. directly at me, there might possibly be a small buzz saw that <laughs> and then disappears. Hecubino, what do you do? I'm gonna try and trap one. Uh, okay, so you trap a young uh, Hilky uh, kid, and she gives you the aw shucks. Ah, man, I- I'm so sorry. You know, I- I- I've been forced into this. It- it- hey, it's hey, hey, a- hey, sh- 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 um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here's a, here's a credit. What do you know about the trash wyverns? Oh, oh, the trash wyverns. Ah, uh, they're they're pretty. They're pretty cool, Yasoki. Okay. No you know what you know what they're in trouble for? Recently. Yeah, you know you know what happened to them? <clears throat> oh man, I wish I could remember. Hey, he just caught you trying to pick his pocket. Come on. What? No, now we're just talking. We're friends now, right? Sure. Uh let's let's call you it caps credits. Stick. Yeah. Let's like, let's call it credits, credits and I don't feed you to my vesk. She like bares her teeth. Ah, come on, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that, would you, innocent little me? Maybe well, just a nibble. Listen, we just tore up through the Red Belt gang, so uh, we're kind of short on time here. All oh, right, jeez, I, I, I heard they got stats for deck collection. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You know well, anything you know. about muckrakers? Oh, well. Come on, you know those sorts of operations, right? No one comes out of there. I mean, maybe we'll see them in 20 years. <laughs> Do I get the sense that this kid knows anything else? Um, uh, You know what? You, you succeed at your sense motive check, and you think that this kid was trying to pick your pocket and knows the local gang scene a little bit. So, sure. in, in, in essence, no. Okay. I'll give them the two credits and send them off their way. Woohoo! Wanted to steal 100 credits from you, but I'll take two. Better than nothing. Two and not dying. Yep. All, All right. right. So, you guys keep making your way to Muckrakers? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, um, along this stretch of, um, uh, you know, it's a mix of dingy and brightly colored. So, you know, think neon where some of the letters are, are burnt out and, you know, there's, there's like a bright green wall, except it's really dusty and it hasn't been painted in a decade. Um, uh, and you know, there's a blood stain on part of it. So it, it, it's a mix of, of, uh, feelings as you're walking down this strip, um, strip near muckrakers is full of things like uh, pawn shops and, uh, you know, um, early uh, payment to credit uh, cashing facilities and uh, any other kind of uh, dubious loan uh, facilities as well. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, there's a, there's a bail officer there and then you see the sign for muckrakers, which is very neat. And uh, it has all of its letters uh, cleanly lit in a bright green neon. Okay. It's all Blade uh, Runner chic. 
Uh, so you approach, and Muckrakers has a small office you guys can enter. Uh, it's got like little um, automatic doors that open for you. And it's very clean, and it's very brightly colored. So think of a dentist's office operated by clowns on psychedelic drugs. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Cool. Uh, Kevin, do you, do you need to talk to somebody? <laughs> do, you, do you need an adult? I mean, <laughs> look, this last year, I don't know about the rest of you guys. Yeah, I mean, that's blink fair. twice. Oh, oh no, it's a podcast. You can't see me blink. Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, we'll. Uh... Is there anybody actually like at a desk or a window? So there's a waiting room um, and there's a single receptionist, a, a bored looking uh, hilky teen. Um, the only thing throwing off the overall appearance, the overall look aesthetic is uh, the slight shimmer of a force field protecting the receptionist. And the fact that the only door deeper into the office is like a heavy duty reinforced automatic steel door. Yeah. I'll, I'll walk up to the, to the receptionist. Hello. Welcome to Muckrakers. How can I assist you? Hey, I'd like to talk to nibbles. Uh, please input is, is nibbles. What is, what is nibbles? Oh, nibbles is somebody that you're holding. All right. Please input the ID number. Of the uh, mucker that you would like to see in the pad provided below. Okay, put it in. You don't. You don't know the ID number. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, no, it's just a made-up nonsense bureaucratic term. You have no idea what this guy's talking about. It what like? So I got a message back from Muckrakers that didn't have any of this information. No, no. Oh, okay. Um, I I will hand it to um, Quentin, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll be like, uh, I I'm not sure what the number is. Where do I go about finding that out? Mm. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Hack it! I'm gonna hack it. It's hacked. I'm hacking. I don't want to. That would be a computer's check, my friend. Ooh, I'm good at Well, I'm not as good at that as other things, but I'm good at that. So Quentin is going to go and interface with the thing and roll a 24. Ooh. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you quickly, like, you actually intercept the wire going to and from the data pad, and you just convert all, it's like, you know, oh, your code has been rejected. You're like, no, 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 my code has been accepted. And they're like, all right, your code has been accepted. And then you deconnect to it. It's like, oh. It's the, the Jedi mind trick. Yep. Um, not a totally secure protocol, and you're able to intercept it on the wire. Uh, so, uh, because, you know, this is a, uh, this place doesn't overly invest in information security. So, uh, yeah. He's like, oh, how about that? A visitor. All right. Uh, you'll have to speak with the manager. All right. All right. He just types a bunch of stuff on, on his pad. 
Uh, I was like, all right, uh, right this way. Um, you'll you'll have to leave your your weapons outside. Provi- sure. You can place them in the uh, the the bin provided. It's just a giant bucket. Um, uh, would any of you guys mind staying out here, or and or does anybody care to come in? I mean, I'd like to see the guys again. Yeah, we can wait out here. Yeah, Bob's okay. definitely waiting out here. All right. Anyone uh, who waits out there will be able to engage in all the fun scenes that happen inside. (laughs) Quentin will definitely uh, go in because, I mean, in the strictest sense, there's no weapons for him to put down. Yeah. Um, I think it will be most uh, comical for Hecubino to hand Amu his uh, little blaster and then for Vangi to hand Bob her like giant, giant rifle pike and pike and flamethrower. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is, the flamethrower. <laughs> and um then Hecubino will be like, uh, you know, it's up to you, Bob. Obviously, you you know, you've had your own issues with uh, law and stuff, but it doesn't look like this place is very secure. So if you wanna peek in somehow uh, and you have the means to do it. Don't be a stranger. I look at Amu. So are we... Do we go in? Well, who is going in and who is not going in? Quentin is I, going I, in. Quentin in. I am going in. Hecubino yeah, in. Vangi in. Skritik uh, was wanting to go in. Skritik in. So then there's Bob and Amu. And so... Um, on the... Um, what you what you guys have in the waiting room is um, basically, like I said, the the bizarre, super clashing colors of a psychedelic uh, waiting room, along with you know uh, the the what's it called the jazz music that plays in the Muzak. elevator, elevator music. Yeah, yeah, along with Muzak. Um, like Sweet. interstellar music and a, a bored teenager as your receptionist. So you guys can either continue with the, the path of adventure or stay here where nothing <laughs> will happen. It's up to you. It's totally up to you. Oh well, my God. Everyone come in. <laughs> All right. We'll go in. <laughs> if only to see a pike in a bucket. Can I do a sleight of hand, a cheek, a knife? <laughs> Absolutely. This guy doesn't seem to be really doing anything to enforce the rules. I mean, he might say something about, I don't know, a pike or something like that. But uh, there, there definitely seems to be, he's not like patting you down. <laughs> well, not I'm sorry, awesome did you say cheek knife? Yeah. <laughs> cheek. Uh, how way, cheeky. My cheek pouch. But that just seems so painful. Yeah. So what cheeks are for? have sheaths. That's why I don't have cheeks. <laughs> you know, like a little clasp sheath. All right. I, uh, you know, so put my pistol in the. Are there any weapons people are explicitly keeping on themselves? Amu doesn't consider anything they're carrying an actual weapon. Legit, Vangi. Uh, I'll keep my uh, mace just because it's it's I can keep on. It's pretty small. And it's like kind of like a hammer. Okay, Quentin. 
Quentin's quadratitanium construction makes it so that his weapons are essentially built in. And, uh, you know, he's, he may be able to hack into the system and tell him everything's fine here. Legit? Heck, you be enough? I will make a big show of leaving my blaster in the bucket. You know, that thing that does like one eighth the damage that my brain does. <laughs> <laughs> your brain is your best weapon. Uh, Skritic? Yep, I'll uh, hand in my uh, tactical <laughs> pistol and uh, cheek that knife. Okay. <laughs> knife in and one Bob. cheek and a rifle in the other. Uh, Bob's uh, pistol is buried deep in one of his big pockets on his, you know, his coveralls things. He just looks at the person and says, I'm, I'm a pilot, and just walks in. All right. So behind the, so the door opens up into like four, you know, triangular parts and opens. um, And all of you guys are admitted into a little hallway and then closes behind you. Um, And uh, you're guided by the receptionist to a moderately sized office. Um, It can fit all of you, but not too many more people. Uh, It is again, very garish in its decor with a bright, clashing primary and secondary colors. Uh, and one wall is covered in pictures featuring uh, the the inhabitant of this office, who I'll describe momentarily, uh, with various dignitaries and industry magnates, all featuring uh, this, this character Spago in bizarre poses. Um, so uh, let's talk about the person who, who you... Uh, see when you enter. Um, so his name is Spago, as he'll introduce himself in a moment. Uh, and he is a Quarlu. Uh, so uh, that means uh, most of you don't probably don't even know what a Quarlu is, although Amu recognizes it instantly. Um, he has four legs, um, and he is very large by by human standards, um, with a kind of almost conical body, uh, like. Uh, you know, wider at the bottom and narrowing at the top. Um, and, uh, you know, three tentacle arms uh, erupting at various points uh, on his torso and three eye stalks above a slug-like head at the top of the cone. He, he has to be 200 kilos easy. Um, and then Amu, because of your... Uh, super special life science, know everything check. You know that Quorlu are silicon based. They're fire resistant and vulnerable to cold. They don't have a metabolism quite like any other being um, as they are. They basically have like a furnace inside them um, and they are multidextrous and have no front or back facing really. Plus they are excellent tunnelers uh so he is dressed in vibrant silks of blue green and purple attached by various pins and buckles all made of precious metals he jingles whenever he moves due to the numerous gold and platinum chains dangling around him like wind chimes uh he moves very like fluidly and uh Easily, as if he doesn't have bones. Amu, he doesn't. And he's uh, pretty light on his feet. Um, so it's uh, when we get to 
conversing with him, it's a little tricky to make what many of you would consider normal eye contact with him because his eye stalks seem to look in a bunch of different directions all at once. But you can generally tell he's paying attention if at least one eye stalk is pointed in your general direction. Uh, and when he speaks, his mouth opens to reveal grinding plates instead of teeth, and his breath is superheated and raises the temperature of the room a solid five degrees. Wow. Uh, speaking of which, his skin maintains a constant iridescent shine. And so he will greet you. Uh, oh, and also, as you enter... Of course, there is a cacophony of three different opera tracks playing simultaneously at a very high volume. Of course. Uh, uh, Hekubino, Hekubino makes a point of like remembering what this sounds like. Hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to, to use for future. Yeah, to use, yes, to use offensively later. <laughs> Uh, and as he notices you, um, uh, he, he gestures and turns down the volumes on all of his opera tracks. And he says, greetings, my apologies. I am Spago. We Quorlu love opera. It, it reminds us of our childhood lullabies. Did you know I was considered going into the theater myself? Alas... I was rejected due to the obvious, scratchy, jarring sensation of listening to my voice. Now, what can I do for you? Are you looking for a tunnel to be mucked out? Perhaps your new money looking to invest your credits in a growing industry unburdened by oversight and regulation? Or are you looking to make a drop-off? Note, we only handle minor offenders here. The truly dangerous ones must be handled by the society's magistrate. He smiles awkwardly at you. We are uh, looking to talk to someone you are holding here. Oh, a, 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 a mucker, a, a worker. Mm -hmm. and, and who would you be looking to talk to? Uh, Nibbles, and if we could actually talk to Nibbles and her crew, that would be best. Oh, we don't allow the associations from their pre-mucking time. Uh, but but if you mean some of her, her compatriots in her muck crew, of course. Right. Yeah. That that can be arranged. And, and who are you? Uh, well, uh, I'm Hecubino. This is Vangy, and the rest. We are Team Lizard Brain from the uh, Drifters TV show. Well, what what brings you here? Well, we were like, and like Hekubino gets like leans in and probably wipes some sweat. Um, see, we're trying to do this segment, right? And we uh, know reconnecting with our roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, we think that people who watch the show would be really interested to see where we come from. But of course, when we try to get in contact with some of the people that we knew before, they are uh, muckers now. So um, we thought that we could come here, shoot a segment, uh, talk to them, and uh, uh, see if we could uh, 
see if we could get some uh, publicity out of it. Hmm, publicity. We're not usually an organization that wants too much publicity. I think we operate, well, just at the edges of society, something people don't know they rely upon, but that happens below the surface all the time. Don't you agree? I mean, I get it. And I look at everybody else and then look back at him. I get it. Uh, We can give you uh, a final say over the either we can give you a final say over the segment or we can just not disclose where we uh, found our compatriots. Allow me to consult with my head of security. And he presses a little button on his desk and uh, in comes in uh, and, and as as he comes in, uh, Spago will say, Scofos! And uh, Scofos is a he's coming in right behind you guys um, a large bovine-like humanoid which uh, is a type of alien called a noir uh, so for imagery think of a minotaur in dirty camo colored pants uh, wearing a t-shirt that says ask me for directions and you die in all caps, uh, <laughs> along <sword>. with <laughs> along with a minotaur skull uh, covered in blood, that's all on his T-shirt. Uh, he's heavily armored, uh, heavily armed with a tactical cryopike and a frostbite class zero rifle, uh, which just means he shoots cold beams at you. Sure. Uh, it, and he's already in a, a patchwork fashion, like, you know, one shoulder pad with like a strap over his chest and the knee pads and ammo belt with some frag grenades attached to it, that kind of thing. But somehow he gets the full AC benefit. Sure. Um, uh, one of his horns is broken at the tip uh, and his matted fur is like a whitish gray and he has bright red eyes that roll around ominously like a half-deranged horse. <laughs> yeah, Bangu just looks at like him and looks at the pike and like lets out what would like probably be a whistle, but for a vest, it's more like a hiss. It's just, like, nice. Are these uh, new muckers? No, 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 not at all. These are guests, Scofos. They wish to... Speak with some of the muckers. Mm. They'll need to wear slap wraps. Of course, of course. You don't mind abiding by our security protocols, I, I assume. And what are they? Um, you'll you'll need to wear slap wraps, which will prevent external communications, um, uh, attempts to free the prisoners, things like that. Oh, right. Oh, and by the way, so Scofos is my head of security. He he may look a bit rough and tumble, but I assure you, he's actually quite scarier than he appears in person. Do not visit his Infosphere profile. That leads to some crazy stuff. Uh, noted. Hikibino will make a note to later definitely go to Scofos' Infosphere profile. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Yeah, no, this guy looks rad. <laughs> It's it's too bad that everybody on this team has like 
pull their weight a thousand percent because I would consider trading one of them for Scofos. <laughs> but everybody's been doing really good, so you could be our wild card. Yeah. <laughs> wild card. All right. So um so if if you if you wish to take a f- tour of the facilities, I, I am of course willing to engage with it with Scofos here, uh, assuming you you abide by our protocols, as I said. Absolutely. And Scofos just turns um, and looks at you and says, uh, "Slap wraps for everyone." Okay. I uh, uh, scrutinize the slap wrap before putting it on. For those things from the '90s, right? Those things from uh, that, that you could whack on your wrist. The slap <laughs> bracelets? Assuming they weren't. Yeah. That like there was uh, a whole panic about because sometimes the metal would come out and cut people. Sometimes they would cut you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sweet. These are just like those, except they're, you know, they immediately sequence your DNA and bond to you and track you wherever you're going. Great. Um, so yeah, uh, Scophos will whack each one of you on the wrist that has a wrist, uh, with (laughs) a slap wrap for people that don't have wrists. He will like slap you with one of them and it just sticks to you. So, uh, I think that's going to be most applicable to Amu and Quentin. Mm. For Quentin, he digs out a special one. Um, because actually, no, you should be just as susceptible to it as Bob or anybody else. So yeah, yep. And you slaps it onto his chassis. Yep. You can can feel your recording centers, uh, shutting off and your, uh, infosphere connection goes away as well. All right. Most don't have that innate connection, but Quentin does. Yeah, it's terrible. I was just looking at Scofo's profile. <laughs> it was just getting good. I know, right? <sighs> uh, cool. So, um, very well. If you're all ready, I suppose I can escort you. Yeah, let's go. So, then uh, you guys are all led into... From the office into a, like, just down a little hallway to uh, another reinforced door, which is followed by an elevator. So it can only hold probably the eight of you tops. So you're all super cozy. Um, So Spago is both a little wet and very, very warm. Um, whereas uh, Scofos is tall and kind of breathy and like, you know, breathes on top of all of you and kind of snarls if any of you looks at him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the rest of you are all shoulder to shoulder with each other, too. Yeah, I've I've been on this bus before. <laughs> I think Scofos is probably going to spend most of the time snarling because Amu's probably not going to stop looking at him or. Oh, that that reminds me. You guys can give me a culture check, mostly for mm-hmm. mostly for uh, Spago for the Quarlu. Oh, it's better than the last one. <laughs> you guys are terrible. Nice. <laughs> one, two, Yay! three. Yay! Failed rolls. I got a 10. So, Squidic, just now. 
Brian, was that uh, was that sixteen uh, just rolled just this moment? Yeah, that was for this. Oh, good work! Uh, so Skritic and Skritic <laughs> alone uh, will know. So basically, nobody knows really what what the deal with Noir are. There aren't that many of them, and they basically look like creepy, scary Minotaur people. Um, so yeah. fair enough. Uh, but. Uh, Skritic, you know that most Quorlu uh, value song and art above material wealth due to a culture that accepts impermanence of physical objects due to their extremely volcanically active homeworld, where uh, the vast majority of Quorlu grow gypsum and other crystals for substance. Okay. So, Evidently, this one has uh, gone off into business for himself. All right, so you guys are all in this elevator, getting real cozy with one another, and it moves slowly and jerkily. Uh, it's one of those elevators that feels like it should have been replaced a decade or four ago. Um, and, it, it, you know, it just... Herkily jerkily goes the whole length. And then when it eventually stops and settles, you're very uncertain how deep exactly you have gone. Uh, and the uh, elevator door opens up and there are a couple of, you know, half broken down uh, security robots standing nearby and Skofos leads the way along with Spago. And you see uh, the below-the-surface uh, workplace of Muckrakers, uh, which is a disheveled mess. The There are a bunch of prisoners with jobs uh, that all have collars, um, basic uniforms. Uh, you see a little station where they can get their limited rations, and then um, you see that they're all uh, wielding, uh, or, or, or carrying, rather, uh, muck rakes, which are these weird hoe-like tools that are some, they're a combination between something you actually whack into the ground and a scanner. So think of a hoe and a metal detector in one. Uh, and they're used to scrape as Spago informs you, uh, through sandworm slime. Um, so you can see down here that, you know, they, they've gotten into some of the tunnels uh, that uh, Booster City is is built atop. And uh, there are dozens of people uh, imprisoned in dank, dark cells under the surface. And just looking at them, they remind you of totally forgotten people. They look really hollow and lost. Uh, their crimes and debts likely repaid a hundred times over. And there are signs that say, work hard enough, pay your debts, and you'll be free in no time. And then under that, there's a estimated time to freedom 4.6 years. Very uplifting. I'm going to... Uh... Make every attempt to surreptitiously turn off the snap trap club, snap cuff, florp, snorps. The Without anyone seeing me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to deactivate them. 
Um, so the moment you start fitting with them, like right nearby, uh, you just immediately draw Scofos's attention. Like he just looks at you with both of his red eyes. I want to bluff. Sure. Pretend that I'm not doing anything while continuing to hack the cuffs. 21. (laughs) He snorts in your face, gives you some red eyes and pushes you in front of him. And then keeps walking. Emotionless, green, smiley face staring at him as I continue to, <laughs> to act the cuffs. Um, he seems to be actively watching you, Quentin. So, like, actively hacking the cuff is going to give you a huge penalty right now. How huge is huge? Five to ten, somewhere in there. Mm. That's years of indentured servitude to the muckrakers. Hmm. I'm going to wait till he looks away. Sure. Um, then we'll try so again. He, he, sure. So you, 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 you wait for your opportunity, but right now, um, so one thing you, you quick, actually give me a quick sense motive check, Quentin. Oh, I'm good at those too. 13. All right. You, you can't really, t- he, he's pretty impassive, but um, you do get the sense that he is, actively paying attention like that this is his job and he takes it seriously so uh yeah quentin you can tell that scofos has at least one of his eyes on you for a while um so you might need to to wait for your moment to to try to interfere with the uh cuffs that they literally just put on you um he's clearly like the head of security and Mm -hmm. relatively um on the ball uh, so so if you start messing with things, he might start messing with you. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, can I, can I rotate to where my face is still facing him, but the cuffs are away just in case he stops looking at me? Um, if you rotate his cuffs away from him, if you rotate your cuffs away from him, he is mm. likely to pay more attention to you, not less. Man. All right. Just saying, you're up against like a... a the head prison guard, basically. Fine. All right. I'll wait for my moment. You're like right next to him. So yeah, maybe wait for a moment. <laughs> <his taxes. laughs> uh, so then uh, Spago will uh, wax poetic. What is Muckrakers? It's a licensed for-profit remote enforced work opportunity zone for those with a debt to society to repay. And by society, I of course mean Society Debt Collection Inc. And he gives you a guided tour of the facilities, uh, which are basically an indentured servitude um, hellhole subterranean world that uh, involves mucking through uh, the what are called muck tunnels that are formed from Acatonian sandworms that burrow below the surface. So evidently, these sandworms leave a trail of slime behind them and, and drop off uh, these highly valuable nodules containing reproductive sacs. These sacs are picked up by other sandworms when they pass through because sandworms are hermaphroditic. 
uh, so they can all just lay nodules and pick them up. Um, and uh, the nodules are very valuable for medical research, magical reagents, and as the primary ingredient of a black market intoxicant called sting. Um, as you guys start wandering through the tunnels, you see that they weave around in three dimensions, which if you've never done 3D cartography before, it's uh, a little tricky to keep track of where you are. Plus, there are no signposts. Everything looks basically the same, just a massive oh. tunnel, maybe 10 to 15 meters in diameter, uh, covered in dripping slime, and tilting in its angle frequently, sometimes intersecting with other tunnels in a subterranean spider web that's difficult to keep intact in your mind's eye. And then there's several workers, which uh, Spago and Scofos call muckers, that are guided by uh, robots um, that seem programmed to know where they are going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's, uh, what's Nibbles is in for? Oh, I believe that... Let me see. Pulling it up on my data pad here. It appears... That they're in for theft. Yep. Petty theft and lack of repayment on petty theft. And of course, the court fees. Uh, they couldn't pay the court fees. And then um, they had to pay the local constabulary jail fees. And then, of course, naturally, um, they have to pay for their own, uh, their own food and uniforms and board here. Um, plus uh, sanitary materials, plus uh, a slight overhead charge. Um, so yes, theft in short. Uh, so how long is their um, their term? Oh, we don't bother to. We we have everything down to a science here at Muckrakers. It is all it's it's simply mathematics. Once their debt is repaid, everyone is free. It's as simple as that. Plus insurance, plus uh, cost of living. Well, they, they, they are. There is a reasonable interest rate that investors have a right to to expect. So, of course, that is held because we're essentially loaning these people the the money for their sustenance. Mm. Of course, mm. of course. So, what's uh, what's their um. Oh, it's very complicated. I wouldn't want you to to worry yourself. And of course, they can be they can be awarded if the, if they are rewarded as, for instance, mucker of the month, uh, or or they can be penalized uh, if they cause additional costs or, or, or trouble. Right, right, right. I was just wondering if there's like I don't know a flat fee. We could like bail them out in case we wanted them oh, to be more part of the show. Of course. Uh, suddenly you have all three of Spago's eyes. Um, yes, yes, of course, that, that would be wonderful. You are all great big stars that can bail out your friends. Uh, that, that is excellent. Simply sign here and we will arrange the transfer of credits. Well, well I need to know how much is the credits before oh, I sign but anything. I'm sure you're so wealthy. It, it would be so wonderful to just eliminate their thing. And you can just see that this is what uh, their, their initial debts were. And then below that, you'll just see the accumulated costs. And if you scroll and then scroll again, 
and then um, you'll need to you'll need to go to the next page and then scroll some more. And then uh, yes, of course, you just insert your trad- credit stick or just tap it if you have like an Abadar Black, but I don't suppose you have one of those. But um, you can just insert your credit stick here, and uh, then uh, we can arrange for the transfer of funds, of course. Um, does it say anywhere in the document? Oh yeah, you can eventually get to it, and it's uh, for nibbles. It's for nibbles alone. It's twenty three hundred credits, and it's about it's about fifteen hundred credits per other member of the Trash Wyverns, of which there are four imprisoned here. So six thousand, about eight eighty three hundred ish credits. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't we don't we don't we don't have that much yet, but you know, maybe if we win the next race. You don't have that many credits yet. No. Oh, so are you? Are you then more aspirational? What do you What do you mean? Well, I'm I'm wondering why you're here. Like I said, we're trying to film the show. Hmm. Hmm. Well, then we can we can perhaps portray this as something of a, you know, a good arc. Like we come here and say. We need to just win the next race, and then we can buy your freedom. And then you say, oh, we wish you the best of luck. And then after the next race, we come back here, we buy their freedom, and there's big celebration. And everyone's rooting for us for the next race because it's like, it's not just us on the line. It's their freedom. I don't think that people are going to like the optics of buying their freedom. By people, I, of course, mean my superiors. Um, we would prefer the language pay their debt to society. That's what our, our lawyers have agreed to. Oh, okay, we can we, we we can work it out, right? Right, Hakabina. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, right this way. So yeah, you guys are able to walk through the uh, muck tunnels. Um, eventually, uh, uh, Spago will hand you off to a pair of uh, security robot security robots along with Scofos as you guys are going deeper than he tends to go. Um, though, uh, he does give you a little, a little, uh, soliloquy before he goes because he wants to, uh, to get it all on camera. So he leans into Quentin and says, so you may be wondering, uh, how do I keep everyone in line all the time? Why? It's simple. I merely use the power of reinforcement and then Spago pulls out some data pad device from a belt you didn't even realize he was wearing. And he says, with the press of a button, I can make the muckers feel anything from euphoria to despair to searing pain. I can even kill them all with the mere input of a voice command code. It's tied to my DNA sequence and unique voice structure so no one can escape. Now, good luck Go speak with your friends. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. I'm going to make sure to record his voice so that I can perfectly replicate it later. Your recording devices are shut off due to the slap rap. Well, then how is he telling me to record if I have no recording? Aha! That's that's okay. Okay, we'll be fine. Um, I'm going to remember watch. his voice for later so that I can... Hello? <laughs> exactly. Hello? This is how yeah. I talk. Well, uh, we'd, we'd have to me- chop off one of his tentacles too. So that's true. 
let me get uh, that for you. Scophos will meanwhile be uh, like looking around and keeping an eye on you guys and guiding you deeper in. Uh, when he sees some of the muckers uh, slacking off and talking to one another, he growls at them. If you've got time to yuck, you've got time to muck. <laughs> you guys, get the muck out of here. And then uh, he proceeds. <laughs> so, um, you guys, uh, you guys are eventually uh, led to the trash wyverns. Uh, Nibbles, Thrill, Pitch, Keck, and Rachuk. And uh, they have been able to maintain themselves as a crew. Uh, disp- uh, it, now they're just a mucker crew, which is a, a much sadder crew than than uh, a Yusoki ex-orphanarium gang. Um, mm. But uh, but they are still together. Um, so, for a quick breakdown of uh, the crew as they are they they eagerly await you and and see you there and they're excited so you've got nibbles she's the leader you've got thrill she's the dangerous one mm-hmm. uh you've got uh pitch pitch he's the sneaky quiet one keck she is the funny one, the boisterous, gregarious one. And Rachuk, he's the computery guy one. So they're, they're a five-man band. Right. Leader, the lancer. I get it. That's uh, that's great. Yeah. So Nibbles will approach you guys while Thrill, um, uh. You know, pass herself down and, and puts away a couple of her impromptu shivs that she's made out of uh, some of the stuff she's found while mucking. Um, you don't see pitch; pitch is hidden. Um, and uh, the others, uh, the other two, approach as well. Nibbles. Oh, uh, he- Hecubino and, and Vaggy. We're we're uh, we're glad to see you guys. We didn't expect to see you here. What's going on? Well, uh, we also didn't expect to see you here. Um, but, uh, we are shooting a segment, um, so, uh, for Drifters, because we're on Drifters now. We actually, uh, we made it to the big time. Oh, you made it to the big time? Yeah. Guys, they made it to the big time. And everyone, all, all, all four of them actually appear and pat you guys in the back and you guys get surrounded by Yosoki hugs. Yeah. Oh, uh, so while I'm thrill. doing, well, that's just happening. Thrill is eyeing Skritic with the, are we going to have an issue here or are we into each other? <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be one or the other. Go with B. Go with B. Is there a, is there a, all of the above? <laughs> I'll give you $5 and make it B. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Vangi basically takes turns like hugging slash picking up each of them. Um, as this is happening, I'll uh, sort of I'll put a hand on um, Nibbles as everybody is sort of greeting each other, and you know we're introducing everyone, and I will talk in her brain. Ooh, clever! 
And what yep. do you say in Nibbles' brain? Like, yep. I'll be like, hey, we are trying to find information on a wreck that happened, uh, was it three years ago? Did yes. you say? Yep. Yep. Uh, it's the the Arcadia um, Team Elysium's ship. I know you guys are very indisposed right now, but um, is there any way that you can get us any information on that? Or is there any way in which uh, we can get information from your uh, junkyard? And also, what can we do to help you guys out? Cool. So while that is happening, so Nibbles is about to respond to you, but what is everyone else doing? So Vangie, you're 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 picking up you're picking up Yosoki and associating with them. Yeah. Uh, Bob, what are you doing? Uh, you know, dropping a last bit of of breadcrumb that I've been dropping since we entered the the tunnel. Mm. <laughs> so that you can find this way out. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just standing around looking, looking as innocent as possible. It's great. It's probably uh, trying just to collect kinda... as much information about everybody as possible. <laughs> this is a great learning experience well not um, only so, that but there's got to be like sandworm genetic material all over the place oh, <laughs> oh yeah god yes yep um, there's definitely so at least re- one tendril scraping the walls so you quickly realize by the way amu that your uh, uh bio lab is mm-hmm. a better tool than these uh muckrakes um, like it can just do the same job, but better if you tune it appropriately. Um, and you, you like note how to, to search for the same things they're searching for better. Now it doesn't like clear the slime. So if someone's trying to clear the slime from a tunnel for some reason, it won't do that, but it's really much better at finding the nodules that they seem to be looking for. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Skritic, what are you doing? I think uh, for the most part, he's just kind of uh, glaring back at the one that's kind of eyeballing me. And Her name is Thrill. Not... Thrill. And uh, kind of giving a bit of a wary distance. Yep. That's that's how the mating dance begins. Yeah, that's not a, <laughs> that's not a no. It's not a no. But... We're here on business. <laughs> and Quentin? Quentin is uh, trying to take advantage of the cover of bodies moving around to see if he can get these cuffs off. All right, cool. So, uh, sneaky. Nib- uh, Nibbles will respond in Hecubino's mind. Um, all right, first things first. One, we've broken into the Central Records Collection uh, office. Uh, in Booster City, and that's tied to all the local scrapyards. So we can actually get the the actuals on what has happened, as opposed to you know the official records. So if you want to give me what you're looking for in terms of a number, we might we can if we're actually at the uh, local magistrates. We can interface with that terminal and get you some information. That being said, what you could do for us is get us out of here because I think we're all facing uh, 10 to 20 years of um, work enforcement in these muck tunnels unless a sandworm eats us first. 
Okay. Uh, well, I'm sure you guys have a much better view on the logistics of busting out of here. I'm sure you guys have considered it. Uh, should we go off and prepare, or are you suggesting that we should just start blasting now? Uh, there's a lot of bad guys around. So, first of all, you might not be able to see them, but over there, uh, there's what we call the walking eyes. And um, she mentally gestures to you, mm-hmm. and you kind of get the sense of where to look. And there are metallic spheres held aloft by spindly insect-like legs sporting a single eye of red glass. Uh, but there are like a dozen of them all crawling around the, the uh, tunnels um, at various points. Plus, there are the, uh, the security robots. Um, now, these look like that same security robot that you guys fought with Talos. Back in Absalon, yeah. Yep. Um, but there are a few of them. But these ones are also kind of broken down. Like they're they were clearly picked up, you know, at half price robots. Sure. And um and then even if we were to defeat all of those, um Spago ha- could kill us all with a single command. So we need to be free of these collars, uh, which I think the only way to to be free of is to get some of his his DNA and and his voice code. Um, plus, we'd still need to either steal the device that he uses or or hack the frequency or something. All while we still are are, are under these tunnels, which I don't know my way out, and there's Scofos to worry about. So you have to defeat these dis- disable the walking eyes or, or 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 avoid their notice you have to get the access keys from spago you have to avoid uh scofos as he wanders around the labyrinth down here we have to break out of our restraints and we have to figure our way out the tunnel if you can do all that then yeah sure sounds like a plan okay uh we'll figure it out um <laughs> And what does Hecubino say at that point as it all settles in for him? Uh, Hecubino will think about it for a second and then be like, okay, so later then. <laughs> um, uh, right now, you're our best lead, so we're going to see if we can do this. But uh, there's a chance that this is all going to be you know, too much. Uh, just there's too much. There's a chance it could all go horribly wrong. Well, there's a chance that we might deem the danger too high and we might pursue another avenue. Not that we um, don't like you guys or, you know, I, I just need you to understand that we're, we'd be sticking our neck out pretty hard. And then at this point, uh, Keck uh, will say, so guys, I, I know when those two are looking at each other eye to eye that there's something important going on, but I just want to say, it's nice to see you all down here, even though I have no idea who any of you are. Oh, yeah, sorry, Kat. Hi, we're on This is the rest of our crew. Cool. And with that, I think we'll call this session a wrap, because Ooh. I think you guys know what you have to do. <laughs> Exit Get the a facility. Bunch of money is... and buy them out, because otherwise <laughs> that's a 
crazy Ocean's Eleven heist. All right, everybody, that wraps it up for this installment of Critical Hit. Thank you so much, everyone, for downloading and checking us out each and every week. Thank you to everybody who's uh, had all the kind words to say on Twitter about Drifters. And for those of you wondering, we'll just reiterate, because I know many of us have said this before, Kevin is the smart one. Kevin is not on Twitter. So uh, (laughs) we do try to pass uh, all the positive uh, thoughts on to him. But uh, if you're trying to track him down, he's not on the Twitter. So there you go. Um... Well, I guess until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.